Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the I'm Just Saying Podcast. This is your host, Jared Dawkins here. I hope you all had a wonderful weekend, and I hope you all are staying safe. Obviously, as we all know, there is a huge, huge NFL quarterback carousel potentially going on at this very moment. All all, all different types, um, excuse me, all different type names of quarterbacks are going to possibly or possibly going to different places. Carson Wentz, Jimmy Garoppolo, where could Cam Newton possibly be going? Dak Prescott, is he going to eventually get a long-term deal from the Dallas Cowboys? Uh, that you know, Drew Brees, when is he going to announce his retirement? You know, Derek Carr, the dark Derek Carr with the Las Vegas Raiders, and and you know, so that that that's the one thing that has stood out to me so far up to this point is all of these different quarterbacks. Carson Wentz. There are reports coming out with Carson Wentz that the Bears and the Colts are the front runners to possibly get Carson Wentz. Now, let's start with Carson Wentz. Like I mentioned before, Carson Wentz, obviously. The Indianapolis Colts could be a perfect fit for Carson Wentz. Why? Because Carson Wentz's offensive coordinator, or or former offensive coordinator Frank Reich, is the head coach in for is the head coach in Indianapolis right now. So Carson Wentz and and that and when Carson Wentz had Frank Reich with him in Philadelphia, Carson Wentz was an MVP candidate. So there's some comfortability there with Carson Wentz and the Philadelphia and, and the Indianapolis Colts possibly. And then with the Chicago Bears. Matt Nagy comes from the Andy Reid tree. But also John DeFilippo, who was a part of that coaching staff in Chicago, was with Frank Reich in Philadelphia with Carson Wentz. So there's some familiarity, or there would be some familiar familiarity with Carson Wentz and Chicago if he if he just if he ultimately gets traded to Chicago. Now, let's move on to Jimmy Garoppolo and the San Francisco 49ers. In my opinion, honestly, this is just me. If I had to be realistic, I I I probably don't think that the 49ers will move on from Jimmy Garoppolo. Although, in my opinion, I honestly think they probably will. Because think about this for a second. And I want you guys to really think about this and pay attention to the the possible domino effect with this entire situation, okay? The Los Angeles Rams just traded for just traded Jared Goff to the Detroit Lions for Matthew Stafford, okay? The San Francisco 49ers are more than likely looking at this situation and probably thinking, okay, we got to a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. We we came within a within a 45 plus plus yard bomb of defeating the Kansas City Chiefs in Super Bowl 54 last year. But that but here but but here's the problem with Jimmy Garoppolo. He can't stay healthy. Now, at the end of the day, yes, he cannot stay healthy. But at the same time, he's also turnover prone to a degree. 
And so, but then also, you can't win without them. But there's another thing to this too. Let me ask you guys this question. Would you rather have Jimmy Garoppolo or would you rather possibly call up the Houston Texans and trade for a 25-year-old superstar who's not even halfway close to his prime yet in Deshaun Watson? Now, again, you got to a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo, okay? 49ers fans, you got to a Super Bowl with him. But Jimmy G has also proven that he can't stay healthy. And he's and he's a little bit and he's a bit turnover prone too. Whereas though with Deshaun Watson, you're getting a superstar quarterback who hasn't even hit his prime yet and is not even close to that yet. And when, and and if you get Deshaun Watson, you're more than likely going to be a Super Bowl contending football team if you get him. So what do you do? That's my whole thing with Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, if I now if I had to come up with a scenario for Jimmy Garoppolo, I think Jimmy Garoppolo ends up back in New England with Bill Belichick. And I say that for this reason, okay? I believe Jimmy Garoppolo will end up back in New England because of the simple fact that Bill Belichick is not going to draft another quarterback. He's not going to do that again. Okay? I believe Bill Belichick and the Patriots will will or could eventually trade for the guy that Bill Belichick never wanted to move on from in the first place, but he had to because Robert Kraft forced him to by keeping Tom Brady. Okay? Now, if Bill Belichick does trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, then the 49ers will have to go get Deshaun Watson. And again, think about this. this is going this, and think about this. This is going back to my point with Matthew Stafford. And this is kind of a domino effect with the NFC West. The 49ers saw that the Rams traded for Matthew Stafford. Do people really honestly believe that the 49ers are going to stand pack with Jimmy G? I don't think they will. And I believe this is why I believe the 49ers will eventually trade Jimmy Garoppolo to the Patriots and then eventually get Deshaun Watson to upgrade their quarterback position. Every team in the league is looking to update, upgrade their roster, no matter if you're the Super Bowl champion or no matter if you're the number one overall pick. Or, 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 excuse me, no matter, or no matter if you have the number one overall pick in the most cap space in the NFL. You're finding ways to improve your roster no matter what position you are in. And the 49ers are in a position now to where they're pro- they're looking at the rest of the teams in their division. Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson, Cliff Kingsbury, Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray, and now Sean McVay with Matthew Stafford. You cannot sit back and tell me that the San Francisco 49ers aren't looking at what the Rams did and aren't thinking to themselves, okay, you know what? We're 50-50 on Jimmy G right now. And if you're 50-50 on your quarterback position, then that means that you need to make a move. You can't be 50-50 on, 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 on the biggest position possibly in sports 
and expect to be successful moving forward. And I and I and that's what I honestly believe the 49ers are right now. I believe they're 50-50 on Jimmy Garoppolo. And if you're 50-50 on Jimmy G, then you might as well move on from Jimmy G. It's just that simple at the end of the day. But moving on with Carson Wentz, like I mentioned before, with Carson Wentz, I believe, me personally, I believe Carson Wentz will end up with the Chicago Bears. He's done in Philadelphia. Philadelphia drafted Jalen Hurts for a reason. I believe if he ends up in, in, in Chicago, I believe that will ultimately force, well, not force, but that will ultimately give Allen Robinson a reason to stay in Chicago because one of the reasons why he probably wants to leave anyway is because of how is because of how bad the quarterback position is and was with Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles. If if the, if the Bears go out and they get a Carson Wentz, it'll be a change of scenery for Carson Wentz. He'll have a very very good play caller in Matt Nagy coming from an Andy Reid tree, which which is which is where Doug Peterson came from. You're going to get Tariq Cohen back, and you have a defense ready with Khalil Mack, Hakeem Hicks, Roquan Smith, and Eddie Jackson on the back end to eventually to to win a Super Bowl with. So that's that's just that's just my take on that. That's just what I believe as far as that. You know, and then you have teams like the Denver Broncos who may not be sold on Drew Locke. We, we, we don't know about that. Then again, we never ever know. Dak Prescott. We don't know about Dak. When is Dallas going to give Dak Prescott his long-term contract and stop playing with his emotions on that? We don't know. I mean, I, I, mean, we, I mean, we literally never ever know. And then you have the draft coming up. You got the draft. Guys like Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Mac Jones. All of these quarterbacks looking for looking for homes, looking for places to go. But that but all of those guys, their 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 eventual landing spots will will be dependent on what teams like Houston do. Teams like the 49ers do. Teams like the Washington football team do. So at the end of the day, all of these quarterback movements, whether it be the draft or free agency, is is unreal to even think about right now, and I am so excited about it. But next up, ladies and gentlemen, coming up next, J.J. Watt has been released from the Houston Texans. I'm going to tell you guys where I believe the best landing spot could be for J.J. Watt and why I believe the Seattle Seahawks need to be very careful with Russell Wilson. That's coming up. Stay tuned. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Obviously, as we all know, as football fans, we all know uh, a few days ago, J.J. Watt, who's now a former Houston Texan, was released from the Houston Texans, star defensive end, three-time defensive player of the year, future Hall of Famer. He asked for his release from the Houston Texans, and the Houston Texans granted his, granted him his release. But now there are a bunch of reports coming out saying that there are over a dozen teams interested in J.J. Watt's services. Tennessee Titans, Buffalo Bills, Pittsburgh Steelers, Green Bay Packers, Indianapolis Colts, 
you know, teams like that. But there is one specific team that has been reported on that, quote-unquote, has really caught J.J. Watt's interest, and that is the Cleveland Browns. According to a report from Pro Football Talk, this is what the article says. The Browns were one of the first teams to show interest in signing defensive end J.J. Watt after he was released by the Texans last Friday, and, and, it, and it appears the interest is mutual. Mary Kay Cabot of Cleveland.com reports that Watt is seriously considering making his way to Cleveland to play for the Browns. Among the reasons that the Browns have caught Watt's eye is the cap space that uh, they have to make a deal with the three-time defensive player of the year, as well as a, as well as a roster he thinks can compete for a Super Bowl. Let me stop right there for a second. Here's my thing with J.J. Watt and the Cleveland Browns, quote-unquote, possibly being a not perfect match, but but J.J. Watt being, quote-unquote, you know, interested in Houston or having strong consideration. Number one, Cleveland is not a Super Bowl contending football team. That's number one. Number two, Cleveland is – Cleveland – Yes, Cleveland is for real. They are legitimate. Me as a diehard Baltimore Ravens fan, Baltimore Ravens fan, I'm going to flat out come out and say it. Yes, Cleveland, you are legitimate. You are for real. But you are not a Super Bowl contender football team. Okay? Cleveland has been in existence now since 1999. They've been they've been in existence now for 22 years. And and in that 22-year period, They've made the playoffs twice, and they have not sniffed an AFC championship game in those twenty-two in those twenty-two years. In order for you to be a legitimate Super Bowl contender, or sim or, or semi-Super Bowl contender, you have to win the division number one, which they have not done in God knows how long, and number two. You got to at least make it to an AFC championship game, which they have yet to do as well. So, like I said before, you can have all the cap space in the world, but when you've only made the playoffs two times in a 22-year period and you haven't even sniffed an AFC championship game since then, you ain't a Super Bowl contender, man. You're not. So, I'm not buying for one second that J.J. Watt is strongly considering the Cleveland Browns. Until I actually see it, I'm not believing it. Now, I don't believe he is going to... Now, me personally, I don't believe J.J. Watt is going to want to go to Pittsburgh and play with his brother, although I could be wrong. I don't believe he's going to go to... Me personally, I don't believe he's going to want to go to Pittsburgh and play with his brothers. And not only that, I believe J.J. Watt is going to... Is going to survey the free agent landscape, and I think he's going to be very, very careful with, with, with the team that he chooses to go to. I believe J.J. Watt's going to look at salary cap space. I believe J.J. Watt and his agent are going to look at who's going to be released. Where this, Where is this team going to be going, in, going, going into the next two to three years of his career? And how close is the team to winning a championship? Which brings me to these two teams. 
the Buffalo Bills and the the Buffalo Bills and the Indianapolis Colts. I say the Buffalo Bills because Buffalo is very close to being a legitimate Super Bowl contender. In my opinion, I believe they're very close. They need to fix. They need to get a legitimate pass rush, which J.J. Watt would would give them, and they need to fix their run game. The Indianapolis Colts. Indianapolis is a quarterback away, and I believe they are a receiver and a, and another legitimate pass rusher away from being a legitimate Super Bowl contender again. And by the way, Buffalo and Indianapolis are in the top 10 of teams that have the most salary cap space in the NFL at this point. So just throwing that out there. Me personally, that's why I believe it's either going to be Indianapolis or it's going to be Buffalo for J.J. Watt. But Cleveland? Nah. Sorry, Cleveland. No disrespect, but you for real. You for real. Don't get me wrong. You are legitimate. You are going to be a playoff team moving forward. But Super Bowl contender? Eh, don't push your luck on that just yet. Next up, ladies and gentlemen, real quick, I want to talk about the NBA very quickly. I want to talk about the Golden State Warriors. As we all know, the Golden State Warriors have, quote-unquote, took a break from their dynasty. Obviously, Kevin Durant left for free agency to go to the Brooklyn Nets. Klay Thompson was coming back from a torn ACL, but then he unfortunately tore his Achilles while he was coming back from his torn ACL. So now that leaves Steph Curry and Draymond Green. In my opinion, don't sleep on the Golden State Warriors, okay? In my opinion, they are a Clay Thompson comeback away and probably one or two more free agent moves away, whether it be a big-time trade or semi-big-time trade or free agency signee away from being a legitimate contender again. Now, in my opinion, I believe the Warriors need some size. That's just what I believe. The Warriors need some size on that on that team. Yes, they have Kevon Looney. Totally understandable. Yes, they have James Wiseman. But at the end of the day, in my opinion, they need a guy who can not only protect the rim, but can also score in the post. And I believe that guy that I believe that guy is Andre Drummond. That's just what I believe. Now, Andre Drummond is in trade trade discussions or trade talks right now and how do we know that? Because the Cleveland Cavaliers sat him down last night. They sat him because they don't want him to get hurt because if he gets hurt, they can't trade him. So at the end of the day, in my opinion, don't sleep on the Warriors. Do not sleep on them. The Golden State Warriors are a few moves away from being legitimate again. And not only that, Steph Curry with the way he's playing and Draymond Green with the way he's playing, those two guys are what's keeping the Warriors afloat in the West right now, especially Steph Curry. And Draymond Green is playing very, very well when it comes to him running the offense. He may, he, he may be a little bit sporadic at times. He may be, but I'm not surprised with the way Draymond's playing at the point guard position right now or semi-point guard position because he did this a few years ago in the Western Conference Finals against Portland. So the way he's playing at the point guard position, I'm not surprised by this because he's done this before. But 
I believe the Warriors, in my opinion, this is just me personally, I think the Warriors will make the playoffs. I think they will. With Steph Curry and with Draymond, if they do, they'll more than likely probably probably be a seventh seed or an eighth or an eighth seed. But Steph Curry and Draymond are keeping the Warriors afloat. But the Warriors are slowly, in my opinion, I, me personally, I believe the Warriors are a few moves away from being legitimate again. And not only that, you have guys like Kelly Oubre to take some of the pressure off of Steph Curry. Guys like Kelly Oubre who can shoot. Guys like Juan Toscano-Anderson who can shoot. Damian Lee who can shoot. Mark Mulder who can shoot. Okay? So don't sleep on the Warriors. And also, in my opinion, I believe the Warriors need to go out and fix their defense. Get some guys that can that can play defense so they can get back to playing that balanced style of basketball that won them three championships in a in in that four-year period or that five-year period. Once they do that, I believe the Warriors will be fine. But don't sleep on the Warriors. Next up, ladies and gentlemen, Russell Wilson. I want to talk about Russell Wilson very, very quickly. In my opinion, Seattle needs to be very, very careful with Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson has been sacked 394 times in nine seasons. That is not good. Russell Wilson obviously came out on the Dan Patrick show a few days ago and talked about how he was frustrated with getting hit so much. The Seattle Seahawks organization found out about it. They did not like the way that he voiced his opinion. In my opinion, Seattle needs to do right by Russell Wilson and put more legitimate talent around him on the offensive line. Yes, they yes they yes they traded for Dwayne Brown a few years ago from the Houston Texans. Okay, fine, but Dwayne Brown is coming up on the end of his career. And yes, they drafted Damian Lewis out of LSU at guard, but that's not enough. Now, some of this is Russell Wilson's fault. Russell Wilson does run himself into sacks at time, at times, but you got to do right by Russell Wilson, or else Russell Wilson, who's really probably the most uh, the most least spoken quarterback in the National Football League. But that's going to change, and that has kind of changed recently with Russell Wilson talking about how frustrated he's gotten. Seattle, do right by Russell Wilson, man. Do right by him. This, uh, th- this draft, in my opinion, for the Seattle Seahawks, if they even have any more picks left due to what they gave up for Jamal Adams. If Seattle wants to keep Russell Wilson happy, and if Pete Carroll wants to keep Russell Wilson there and not have Seattle go down, go down, go down in the crap hole, this draft for Seattle needs to be about protecting Russell Wilson. Nothing more, nothing less. If it is not, I guarantee to you Russell Wilson will not be a Seattle Seahawk after this year is over. Just throwing that out there. Seattle, you need to be careful. Be very, very careful with Russell Wilson. Treat him right. Do right by him. Protect him. Because if you don't, you're going to end up the way you're going to end up the way that you were before Russell Wilson got there. Just throwing that out there. But next up, ladies and gentlemen, 
Obviously, you know what time it is. It's going to be time for me to leave you with something to think about. Stay tuned. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the show. Obviously, you know what time it is. It's time for me to leave you with something to think about. The year 2017. Why do I bring up the year 2017? Because that is the year that the Jacksonville Jaguars went to the AFC Championship game and took on and took on former New England Patriots quarterback Tom Brady and had the Patriots down 20 to 10 in the in the AFC Championship game late in the fourth quarter. Blake Bortles was the starting quarterback and obviously that Jacksonville Jaguars defense Jalen Ramsey, AJ Boye, Yannick Ngakwe, Miles Jack, Calais Campbell, Malik Jackson. And as we all know Jacksonville could not hold on to that 20 to 10 lead with Blake Bortles at the helm and Jacksonville ended up losing and they and and they missed out on going to the Super Bowl. Why do I bring up Blake Bortles cuz as we all talked about as I talked about earlier on in the show, the quarterback carousel. After the 2017 season ended, Jacksonville went on to give Blake Bortles a 3-year, 64 million dollar contract extension. As we all know, Jacksonville eventually knew that they made a mistake. But what if? What if the Jacksonville Jaguars had not given Blake Bortles that contract extension? And Jacksonville had actually thought to themselves, you know what? I don't think, what What if Tom Coughlin and Doug Marone at that time had actually thought, you know what? We we probably aren't going to be able to do this we're probably we probably aren't going to be able to do in the future with Blake Bortles what we did this year let's move on from him as and they never give him that contract extension who were the quarterbacks in that 2017 draft Mitchell Trubisky Patrick Mahomes Deshaun Watson Deshaun Kaiser Here's a what-if scenario. What if Jacksonville had moved on from Blake Bortles after that 2017 season? What if they had released him, or what if they had traded him? What if they had not believed that they could do in the future what they did with him that particular season? Now, in my opinion, I believe, yes, Blake Bortles made plays when he needed to make them. But just like with Mark Sanchez and that Jets team that made it to the AFC Championship game back-to-back years, that's what I believe Jacksonville was. It was Leonard Fournette, and it was that Jaguars defense. But what if Jacksonville had moved on from Blake Bortles? Jacksonville had the number four overall pick in the 2017 draft. If Jacksonville had moved on from Blake Bortles, I honestly believe Jacksonville would have moved up into the draft Matter of fact, they probably wouldn't have even wouldn't even wouldn't even have had to move up. I believe Jacksonville, had they moved on from Blake Bortles, would have taken Deshaun Watson. And if they'd have taken Deshaun Watson, oh my God! Think about that, Jaguars fans. Think about that. If you guys had never given Blake Bortles that contract extension, y'all would have more than likely probably drafted Deshaun Watson. Think about that, or y'all would have probably, or y'all probably would have drafted Patrick Mahomes. Think about that. I know it's painful as hell to think about, but then again, y'all probably won't even have to think about it much longer because you guys are going to get your franchise quarterback in Trevor Lawrence in the next couple of months. But again, just something to think about. What if 
Jacksonville had moved on from Blake Bortles and they had dra- and they had and they had actually drafted a Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson. If that happens, Jacksonville is probably not even in the situation that they're in right now, having to possibly having to draft the Trevor Lawrence. Again, just throwing that out there. That's why this is a what if scenario. That's why this is what if. But thank you for tuning into another episode of the I'm Just Saying podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Jared Dawkins. Continue to stay safe. Continue to wear your mask. We're still in the middle of a pandemic. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. I'm out. Peace.